Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Right here in Cincinnati. Welcome to glorious Cincinnati, Queen of Ohio's Alpine Ski Resorts. I come from C-I-N-C-I-N-N-A-T-I Cincinnati, the best town in Ohio, USA. At first they called it Cincy, but since Cincy is so natty, they named it Cincinnati, so they say. Hey, the girls are pretty, pretty in this gritty little city. Welcome to the Hunt for Red's October podcast. I'm your host, Coop, and today we're here to talk about your postseason bound Cincinnati Reds. We got, here's the thing, Polly. Polly, how you doing? Here's the thing, Coop. I'm living a dream now that I'm living in an October baseball season world with the Reds. The hunt is over, I guess. The Hunt for Reds October has found its mark. The Cincinnati Reds <laughs> are in the playoffs. They are going to be the seventh seed in the National League. They will go to Atlanta for a three-game series starting Wednesday. I'm not sure what time the game is. I don't know if they've announced that yet. I know there's there's several games on Wednesday. I don't know if they've announced which slot. Do you know? No, they haven't announced it yet. I'm kind of hoping for a day after doing game. Just, I, just for them to kick it off. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, and I work from home right now because of COVID, so I would be fine with that <laughs> i might go out to the bar i might try to go to find a bar to go to watch it somewhere man watch it socially distance yeah <laughs> just get that feel just get that crowd feel you know just hear other people root for the reds instead of myself so it's what's it been was it six years or seven years since the reds but seven years 2013 was the last time they were in the playoffs seven years and I think it's been seven years since they've had a winning record. They finished 31 and 29 with today's win over the Twins. Polly, your thoughts? I'm pleasantly surprised. I when they were lose when they they were like they were outscored like 33 to eight in a, in a three game stretch against the Cardinals and I can't remember who else, but I mean they were done and I would and I was. And publicly and on Twitter, I can I did I couldn't find it, but they, they, I literally I was like they're done. I'm done with them. I even had like friends like text me. They're like I can't believe you said that. I'm like duh. I'm done with them. They're they're not going to do anything. But no and behold, <laughs> they I, I wouldn't even say they backed. I, I'm I I'm not going to say they backed into the playoffs, Cube. No, they, they didn't back in. Le, they legitimately made it. They did they did what they had to do, and while playing excellent baseball down the road. They went, uh, they were six games under 500 and ended up being a game over 500 
all in the span of what, what, 12 games, something like that, mm-hmm. or 13 games. So it's not that they, yeah, I don't, I don't think they backed in. They might've snuck on in, but they didn't back in. Right. And I mean, I'm with you that a few weeks ago, I thought they were done too. After that, I forget which game. It might've been the same game in either St. Louis or Chicago that you were talking about that it took them six games under. They were like three games out of a playoff spot and like Mm -hmm. had to leap like four teams. I thought it was over. They had like a, they had a 19% chance of making a playoffs at that point in time. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, I thought it was over, but pitching more than anything is what has got the Reds now into the playoffs. And they've got it lined up that the big three are going to be starting in Atlanta. Bauer, Castillo, Gray. Atlanta's got a hell of a lineup. So the big three have to come through. And we need a little bit of offense. The offense is still, I think they, for the year, batted something like 212 as a team, which, eh, mm-hmm. eh. But, Not impressive, but it's still, you know, you know, I always looked at the playoffs. It's it's a whole new season now. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Did you know that Acuna was scratched today? Acuna Jr. was scratched today. He was a lot scratched. Of kind of worried about that. He nah. was scratched, but they've got till Wednesday to figure something out with that. I would yeah. bet that he's going to be in the lineup. Uh, we'll see. I bet he will. But I mean, like I bet that could, that could play. I mean, if he's if he's part. that's a that's a big part of their lineup if he can't play. Of course, you got Freddie Freeman, who is just amazing, and Marcelo Zuna, who might be the MVP. Who I know in the offseason we talked about Nick Castellanos versus Marcelo Zuna. Who do you want to sign? And Ozuna went out and on his one year prove it deal, and he freaking proved it. He raked. He, he raked. So, between, like I said, between Ozuna and Freeman, Acuna, that's, that's a formidable lineup. But Dansby Swanson too. Dansby he's, Swanson. He's, yep. He's got a bat on him too. And you know you got old former Red Adam Duvall, <laughs> who has turned around his career. So did he have two three home run games this year? Something like that. Something, he had something crazy like that. Yeah. He. Yeah. He. He. He did well as as well. So it's up to the big three now. You. <laughs> This is the exact scenario you envisioned when you had Bauer, Castillo, and Gray in your starting rotation. If they come through, you've got a chance. So, yeah, the Reds are the seventh seed. The Braves are the two seed. Braves had a very, very good regular season. But like you said, Paulie, it's a whole new season, whole new ball game. Every game counts. We just got to hope for some timely hitting and the bullpen holding up. Well, when I when I when I think of the bullpen, you got to think Lucas Sims is now going to be an integral part of it in the playoffs. Right. Just because and I mean he had the he had a little bit of a hiccup the other day when his control got away from him and he hit that dude in the head. <laughs> that was ugh. Luckily it just hit his helmet, but Buxton, yeah. Yeah. So he, I think, is the key to the bullpen in terms of getting to the late innings. He, To, to me, he's Tom the bridge. Go ahead. 
I saw some people were tweeting um, that game, like the he's a future state. He's going to be the future closer, the future closer of the Reds. And I was like, you know, yeah, I can see that. But like, then I can also see him still having Iglesias there. And then like, this is a feature, of course. And then it's it's not traditional closers, but it's just like situational closers, basically uh, by committee, right? Closer by committee. Basically, I, I could see him and Amir sharing closing duties based on matchups. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think Iglesias has one more year left on his deal. He signed a three-year deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's got one more year at around eight million, something like that. And yeah, I mean, and he's—I mean, Iglesias looked pretty good today. He pitched an inning and a third. He's looked really. I mean, besides a few hiccups this year, he's looked really good. I mean, I—I know people like give him crap because it's—I don't know. I don't know if it's easier just to give him crap. I don't know why. But well, him and product. yeah, him and Michael Lorenzen turned it around. Michael Lorenzen was awful at the start of the season. I mean, you know, and I'll be the first to admit I was all <laughs> over Lorenzen. <laughs> I was I was done with him, and he uh, he turned it around. So you know, gotta give credit. I thought he was. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought he was one of JJ Hoover. Actually, <laughs> I mean, he was giving up some him runs. I were like, you're like, I'm like, fuck. He's he's lost it, but I'm. He's like you said, Mikey eats his Wheaties, but you know, (laughs) I think he did a lot of praying, and that praying did some good to the baseball gods. So, yep. As um, long as long as he keeps producing, I'll stop calling him Judas. (laughs) Yeah, Judas. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did think of a a new hashtag. Uh, Reds hashtag Reg Geodora, the three headed monster from um, Godzilla. Oh yeah, that's the th- the the rotation. That's the, re- the rotation. Yeah, we'll have Reg to get Geodora. We'll have to get uh, Nick to Photoshop the three starters name or faces on the heads. Shout out to Storm Absolutely. Chaser Nick. Go follow Storm Chaser Nick. Shout out Nick. Shout out to Nick. Also shout out to Ram at Uncle Ram, just in case we forget later. Four teams in the National League Central made the playoffs, which is unheard of because of the new playoff for format for this year. So let's let's go through the uh, playoff matchups here, and maybe we'll pick a winner or two. So for the National League, we got the Brewers, who finished below 500, got the eight seed because the Giants absolutely shit the bed in their last series at home, lost all three. And so they're going to be at the Dodgers. Now, I think that game will be the first round games are going to be in the home stadiums of the higher seed or the lower seed, however you want to call it. And then they're going to go into the bubble. So the bubble is going to be in Texas in Southern California. But for now, the Brewers will be at the Dodgers. Reds, obviously, at Atlanta. Miami Marlins, who made it in, are going to be at the Cubs. I think the... (laughs) I think the I think the Marlins think, could take the Cubs. I think the Marlins. Are, I know, I know I know for a fact they are. They're playing good baseball too, and you, you make fun of Jeter, Jeter uh, Derek Jeter a lot, which you know, <laughs> yeah, right. rightfully so. But I think he, you know, he's a winner, and he, you know, and I think he has that atmosphere around him that just oozes from him a little bit. Here's what's going to happen. And that just resonates. 
ahead. <laughs> Here's what's going to happen. Marlon's going to go into Chicago. They're going to beat him down, and then Jeter's going to leave him a little present on the nightstand and get out of town. <laughs> I hope he does. <laughs> and I hope it's a bag of shit. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. And, oh, man. So, question. Yeah. The bubble, it's, it's going to be in San Diego. If yeah. San Diego advances. It's going to be, uh, they might send them to L.A. because it's going to be San Diego and L.A. in Southern California. And, uh, okay. And okay. then it's going to be Houston and Arlington for, I think that's the American League one in Texas. So two are still three hours away. <laughs> yeah, but I would I would bet that they would not let the Padres play in their home park if that was the case. Same thing with L.A. No. I yeah. would bet they would send them to San Diego. And then in the American yeah. League. Well, the American League, Houston, yeah, Houston made it. I would bet they would go to Arlington. But the other matchup in the National League is the Cardinals at the Padres. And I was kind of glad that the Reds didn't get the five seed because I think San Diego is just (laughs) amazing. And I wouldn't want to go to San Diego for that series. I'd rather play them in the bubble when they advance, hopefully. So I I think the Dodgers I'm going to I'm going to be a homer and pick the Reds. The Marlins and the Padres advance in the first round of the National League. Who you got? I'm going to go the Dodgers, the Padres, the Marlins and the Reds of course. And then that's where it gets a little tricky. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have we'll we'll, we'll circle around to that. In the American League, you've got the Blue Jays as the eight seed at Tampa, who's the one seed. You got the White Sox as the seven seed at Oakland, the two seed. Got the Astros as the six seed at the Twins, who are the three seed. And then you got the Yankees, who are the five seed at the Indians, who are the four. I think in the American League, I'm going to go Tampa, Oakland, Houston. And Cleveland. Okay. What do you think? I want to go with the. I want to go with Toronto, the Yankees, the Twins, and the A's. Yeah i I am. I've always been kind of a kind of a backdoor fan of the A's. Just, yeah, yeah. After after ninety, I didn't like. I never really cared for the A's until until. Uh, Moneyball, yeah, out. and I was like, "Whoa!" You know, like the A's are, you know, I was like, "That that's pretty cool." You know, then you start noticing it, and you're like, "They do it year in and year out, and they just play smart, smart ball every yeah. year now. It's incredible." So I got the bracket pulled up, and nobody can see it because this is a podcast. But <laughs> the winner of the Dodgers and Brewers would play the winner of the Padres and Cardinals. So I have the Dodgers and Padres in that mm-hmm. scenario. Uh, I would say the Dodgers are probably going to advance there. And then the winner of the Braves and Reds would play the winner of the Cubs and Marlins. I have the Reds and Marlins in that scenario, and I'm going to be a homer again and pick the Reds. Agreed. Agreed. And I really think that is going to happen. Like, I, I, yeah. Yeah. So that would mean a Dodgers-Reds NLCS. Oh. Old school NLS. Yep. The old school rivalry. That's what I wanted. That's uh, what I've been wanting for a long time. 
It's a hated. It's a rivalry, actually. It it was back all the way into the even into the early nineties. It was a heated rivalry back when it was a two division format. The Reds were out in the NL West with the Dodgers. I don't. I don't know if Dodgers fans has traveled, but I remember going to a lot of Reds Dodgers games in my lifetime, and like my one of you know some of the first few games. Games and there'd be a lot of Dodgers fans. I oh yeah, there's just there's a lot of Dodgers fans in Cincinnati in general. But like there, it would it reminded me when the Cubs fans started doing a similar similar thing, like getting more and more. I was like, I was like, holy shit, you know? I was like, I'm right. pretty sure that Dodgers fans just became Cubs fans. But <laughs> uh. <laughs> the the switching allegiances up there in Mason. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so so uh, Reds, Dodgers, and LCS. I don't want to call that yet. We've still got a ways to go. We got more podcasts to go before we predict that. So Absolutely. Let's, let's hold off on that one. So in the American League, you got the Rays. The winner of the Rays and Blue Jays will play the winner of the the Indians and Yankees. I think, like I said before, it'll be the Rays and Yankees. I think the Rays win that. The Rays are freaking good. I like the Rays are good. Um, I didn't realize they were, you know, what they were doing, actually. I was uh, like trying to pay attention, like to the Yankees a little bit, into the Twins. I kind of, I like kind of following the Twins now mm-hmm. for some odd reason. And um, but I now I I think the Blue Jays have a chip on their shoulder, and that's why I think they're going to beat the Rays. Um, That'd be I, interesting, yeah. They're they're young and they're loaded, and Blue Jays are just another team, fun team to watch. I'm a Bo Bichette fan. Um, Bo Bichette and Vlad Guerrero Jr. They got Teoscar Hernandez. Is that how you pronounce his name? He's he was really good yeah. this year. There is another. They have another like um, major leaguer son on there, like MLB Kevin Biggio. son on there. Yeah, Kevin yeah, Biggio. Biggio. I was like, what the heck, man? Like, what are the? I don't know. The Blue Jays like are they just take? Do they just take risk with these draft picks? Or are they just? Are there, is their scouting that good? I think you know, like I don't know. I think they're scouting combined with where they were drafting is how they were able to get these guys. I think it was just a coincidence that they're just the sons of big, big leaguers because Vlad Guerrero jr. When he, when he, I mean, I would take him in a second, but you know, anyway, um, so then glad to see the Yankees and twins not matched up. Yeah, I'm happy for the twins <laughs> for that. Twins, uh, they've got a really good lineup. Their their rotation, I'm not sure so sure about. Yeah. So the winner of the Twins and Astros, which I have the Astros, and the winner of the A's and White Sox, which I have the A's, would play each other. In that scenario, I'm picking the A's, which would mean the A's versus the Rays in my ALCS. Mm-hmm. But you have I, the Blue Jays beating the Rays and playing the winner of the Indians and Yankees. Yeah, and then I would have the Yankees playing the A's in the um, ALCS. That would be a really good matchup, too. I just think the Yankees are loaded and they have pitching. And, you know, like they have, they, they backed into the playoffs, basically. Well, yeah, because yeah, Judge but, and Stanton were hurt most of the year, and now they're back. Right, right. 
and, and it's not them. I really, I really enjoy seeing Aaron Boone get out there sometimes and just lay it into it off. Aaron Boone don't take shit. No. <laughs> Do you see that last one where? <laughs> yes. He got he got ejected because I mean they were I mean and he was right they were awful calls, low balls being called strikes and he came out he's like you kick that one don't fucking kick it again. <laughs> oh Aaron Boone. Uh, I I honestly never I did I never thought he would be as good of a manager as he turned out to be. No, I didn't either. But he's a player manager, yep. obviously. You know, so he can just he motivates those guys. He, he, I just he knows how to win in, in in the playoffs too, obviously. So right, yeah, we shall see. We Intrigued. shall see. So. That's that's how we see the uh, the brackets heading into the to the league championship series. Uh, like I said, we, we'll we'll call that when we get to it. Um, it it'd be easy to say, "Oh, the Reds are going to go all the way and win," but we got to play the games. You you got to play the games. And if, if the Reds win their first series, which I I have faith they can, I I'm pretty I know if they don't, I'm I'm still I'm still going to be happy with this season. The way they ended it, oh, yeah. you know, on a positive note. And if they win their first series, then I'm like, now we're talking because mm-hmm. you know, then they're the, the they're going to have the pitching rotation right there again, and they have plenty of guys. They're a number four, number five guy that can step up, a number four guy that can step up and fill in a day, you know, a day they have they have to. Um, and well. The days off are going to work themselves out to where you're only going to need a three-man rotation unless right. something crazy happens, like an injury, like what happened with Cueto back in 2012, or if you have a long extra inning game and you have to throw somebody. But, <laughs> I mean, I, I know we've we've said it over and over, the the three-headed monster, but that's, that's what you're pinning your hopes on as a Reds fan right now. Hashtag Reds Deodora. <laughs> hashtag um, <laughs> um I have to think of a hashtag for it's not the hunt for for Reds October it's uh what is it the hunt for Reds hunting, November hunt for Reds November hunting in a Reds October <laughs> hunting in a Reds October Yeah we'll have to think of something now that uh now that there's playoffs but it's been a long time since a team in Cincinnati has been to the playoffs so cherish it and i know there's still the contrarians out there who are like it's only a 60 game season this is all going to be an asterisk asterisk god i can't talk tonight here's the thing paulie if you want to have that mindset that's fine it's 2020 has been completely fucked across the board across everyone's lives but every team had to play the 60 games or 58. If you're the Cardinals, we'll get into that in a second, but (laughs) every team had the same scenarios. You had the teams like the Marlins and Cardinals who had to play multitudes of double headers because of missing so many games because of COVID to me. It's a, I mean, are are you going to say that? Oh, well, if the reds win the series against the Braves, that that's like not a legitimate win. No, screw that. Everybody, every team 
every player has gone through the same thing. So to me, whoever wins the World Series is a legitimate champion. What do you think? I agree with you. Um, it's It's been a crazy se- season, but it deserves no asterisk. It's a true season. Coop, was there a 400-hitter? Nope. For average? Nope. There's nothing crazy like that. You know, no one hit 50 home runs in 60 games or anything nope. like that, which would have been crazy. You know, that would that was something cool, though. You know, yep. they would, you know, that would have counted. You know, like the, the no one did anything that's really significant. You know, there was a no hitter. We, we we talked about that before. But it was there, a nine inning no hitter. It wasn't a seven yeah, inning. Yeah. Wasn't there a combined no hitter too? I think there was a combined no hitter too. Yeah, there's a combined no hitter and there was a no hitter. Um you know, people some you know, like people like Bauer like, so there were some pitchers that put up some good numbers. You know, like Bauer's strikeout numbers, kind of ridiculous. I think, mm-hmm. like he, that was uh, all the season. Really, the last two weeks showed me hope with the Reds. And today, with with some of the comments they've been making about Trevor Bauer, they're like, like you know, today we're worried about winning the playoffs. You know, like mm-hmm. day to the go, you know, winning each day. But you know, they're making that a priority. And I keep, I you know, I know a lot of people just like Bauer for for his personality and, and like his like outside of baseball. But damn, dude, that's I think that shows a lot of uh, testicular fortitude that the Reds have right now in their organization. Well, I'll I'll give Bauer credit for one thing: is that a lot a lot of the the dumb shit he's done in the past has not been a problem this year. So I give him credit for being focused and. His his dumb shit is not comparable to like a like a Joe Mixon's dumb shit. His dumb shit is just you know saying dumb stuff. It's not like beating mm. people, you know. So while you know there's problems, there's been problems there in the past. He's kept it together. He hasn't done anything that would be a distraction, and he's uh, basically the favorite to win the Cy Young. So. I give him credit there. Still has me blocked on Twitter, and I asked his agent, slash, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I asked his agent, uh, you know, why don't you get him done? Block me, and she's like, no, that's not going to happen. I was like, oh well, really? Not everybody she can. Said no. Yeah, she. Yeah, not ever, I mean, I might have made some jokes. It happens. You make your joke. <laughs> you're my, you're the funny guy. You're the funny guy. Oh. I'm funny like a clown. <laughs> Shout out to Joe Pesci. Still, still one of the best scenes in cinematic history. Yes, yes. Oh man, Goodfellas is such a good movie. We could get on that. That'd be a tangent, but we could, we could, we could do that for that. We can save that for the off season movies because we have to have something to talk about. Now, if we want to fast forward just for a little bit to the off season, Trevor Bauer is going to be a free agent. At the end of the year, he said in the past that he is only going to sign one year contracts, but things change. Depends on what you offer him. He also said this week that he's going to listen to everybody. It's not going to be like a quote unquote hometown discount, even though he's not from here. You know what I mean? But right, right. You know, he's going to listen to his options and he has a right to. He's good. Yeah. And that's being a free agent. He's put his years in. 
you hope you're hopeful that he would resign, but it's going to be as weird of an off season as it was a season because I think that there's going to be so many teams trying to cut payroll. Yes, that you have to wonder what free agents are going to get. I don't think. I, I don't, go ahead. I, I don't think the Reds lose Castellanos. I can't say his last Castellanos. Castellanos at all. I don't think they lose him at all. I think he understands. Like if he hit, if he did a lot better than he did this year, he might have walked. But I don't think he. I think he's in a position to walk, be able to walk, and get this get a better deal. I think the chances of him walking in a normal season were pretty high. But combine this crazy 2020 with, and like you said, he he produced, but, I mean, he hit like 215 or something, 220. I am, And I'm not a big fan of batting average, but some people are. I have breaking news. Oh, breaking news. Let's hear it. Um, I have times, release times. Oh, oh, when they're going to play? Go ahead. Yeah. The Reds will play at noon on ESPN. Noon. Noon. Nooner. I mean, you know, I mean, um, people start on Tuesday. Yeah, we, we start Wednesday. Wednesday at, one, at noon. I'm taking off. Well, Go do a little day drinking. I'm, I'm thinking that the work productivity from people's homes and or uh, socially distanced offices is going to take a major hit Wednesday around 11.59 a.m. Oh, man. <laughs> going to be a lot of yeah. long, long lunch breaks happening I made gold. On I Wednesday. made gold like on the 10th this month. <laughs> <laughs> so Wednesday at noon. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's going to be interesting. Drunk. I wonder... Uh, wonder how the with the sun and stuff in in the outfield in Atlanta with that kind of day game how that would affect anything because I know because mm-hmm. in, in Cincinnati at GABP it's left field that's the problem with the sun at certain times of the day I I don't know how Truist Park plays um, like that but we'll find out I guess Wednesday around noon we'll, we'll, noon obviously probably like 12 10 1215 yeah, yeah you know that's that, that yeah 1230 start i'd say you got to have the announcer you know, blow the for, yeah yeah espn interesting it's on espn i thought we were supposed to be fs1 actually um i did read somewhere that espn has most of the first round games and yeah, then yeah. then tbs and tnt like the whole turner will have i think the lcs is in the world series and then, like Fox, and like you said, we'll have probably some of the first round and second round games. Wednesday, Tuesday, and Wednesday have times right now. That's it. Hmm. Hmm. So yeah. So they don't have the game twos times right. yet. Right. I would bet that they would be somewhere around the same time. Like if you're going to start a game at noon, you're not going to have them turn around and play at noon again, or I mean at like seven. And then play at noon, like in a game three situation. Yeah. I think that oh. if you're starting in the in the afternoon, your your games are probably going to be afternoon games. Like you might have a game that starts at like four, or right. You're not going to be like the late games, is what I'm saying. And then turn around and play another noon. Anyway, I'm kind of jabbering. 
So, so now we know Wednesday at noon, ladies and gentlemen, is when the shit kicks off. High noon, baby. High noon. <laughs> High noon. Yeah. Are they allowing fans? Do you know? In I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. So. I doubt it. Because <laughs> that would be a huge advantage in a in a playoff series if you could pack the house. Yeah. I doubt they I doubt they'll be allowed to. Yeah. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. It'd be cool. I don't know. I'm just excited. That's all I know. I'm excited. I don't I don't I mean it's been a long road to get here with everything that's gone on this year. But it's here, and, and you can either be a contrarian and pout and whatever about it, or you can choose like what Paulie and I are choosing to do, and that's this is the playoffs. Finally, something good is happening in the year 2020. Let's be happy. Let's be excited. Go Reds. They're my favorite team. Right on. Now for... The other thing we need to talk about, Tom Brenneman. Tom Brenneman announced this week that he has resigned from the Reds and Fox Sports Ohio, so he will no longer have the opportunity to come back because he quit. He quit, but if reading the tea leaves, so to speak, I think the Reds told him, you either quit or you're going to be fired. Now, that's rustled a few feathers in that a lot of people think he should have just been fired and not given the opportunity to quit, not given the opportunity to, you know, make the money he's made over the last month or whatever. To me, I I think those points are legitimate, but the main thing is that Tom's gone and he's not coming back. And that makes me happy, too. Here's the thing, Polly. Your thoughts on the Tom situation and the end of the, I'm going to say error and not era. Here's the thing. It could have been, it could have been handled a lot better, but I just, I don't know. I'm still a little, still a little disturbed by it all. I'll be honest with you. Like, oh, I, I tweet. I tweeted out. I was like, you know, to the Reds, you know, like I was like, if something doesn't happen to Tom, I don't know if I can be a fan of the Reds next year. It was absolutely horrific what he did, obviously. And there were some people trying to excuse it even still this week and people saying it was a quote from Blazing Saddles. And no, it's not. The quote from Blazing Saddles is not what Tom said, period. If you want to hold on to that as some kind of excuse for him uttering a slur, that's on you, and that's just being dumb. He said what he said, and while, like you said, I don't really agree with the process that happened to get to this point, the main thing is that we are at this point, and he's gone. He's not coming back. And perhaps in the future, Fox Sports Ohio can 
take a look at itself and what kind of culture exists that Tom felt he was comfortable in saying that in that booth. What do you think? I agree with you. Um, it, it, an ad, attitude adjustments need to be ha- need to be handled. I guess need to be served to people. You know, if there's it's a culture, you know, if, if that is the the way they talk there, you know, that's not a work. Right. That's not a good work environment. You know, you ever notice? You know, like I haven't noticed a, a single female reporter in a long time. Yeah, there. Uh, Shannon Ford used to do some side, some sideline reporting, but yeah. she didn't do any this year. I wonder if uh, she maybe because she didn't get into yeah. the locker room, you know, maybe right. stuff like that, you know. But you know, there hasn't been a lot of female reporters. You know, there's remember there's that Kristen and that one. There was that brunette and that, that blonde chick, and they're like they're pretty good looking, you know. <laughs> but they did like they did like. You know, like for they work for Fox Sports. Yeah, and now you—they were just gone. You know what I mean? Like it's like hmm, that's interesting. I and think about that. I know so, at, no. at the time people questioned the diversity in the Fox Sports booth. Of it's basically a bunch of old white dudes, mm-hmm. some former players, but old white dudes. And <laughs> I hate to say it, that old white dudes in Southwest Ohio could be problematic in certain uh, way they feel about certain things. Obviously I'm generalizing. I don't mean everybody. So I have a thought. Go ahead. I have a thought. I, I wouldn't see, I wouldn't mind to see it. I, I I don't like Jim day, but he got better actually with the help of Welsh. And I, I've been like, I don't know on Facebook. I just, you just scroll through videos. You just watch videos. Mm-hmm. And, um, I watched this video of, of, um, Sean Michaels and Ric Flair talking about their, their last match, you know, with like Ric Flair's like true last match, like, you know, in WWE or whatever. Yeah. With Sean Michaels. And he was like, Sean carried me, you know? And I was like, that's an interesting way to put that. You know, he was like, he carried me through that match. Like he made, you know, help me. And, um, Welsh carried Jim in a way mm-hmm. this year to help him out. You know, like it's like, you know, here's the ropes, you know, like Jim Day's whatever, you know, person, but he actually did a decent, a better, decent job, a, a, a better job than I thought he was going to. You know, like, I don't he, know. here's the best compliment I can give Jim Day on this. He didn't make me want to turn the TV off by no. listening to him. And no. Tom Burnham and did. There were times when Tom would start talking or start rambling on about a bunch of crap that it would make people want to turn the TV off. Jim Day is not the best play-by-play guy because he's never been one before. Mm-hmm. So, other I stuff was... like Joe Morgan come do a few games next year. Maybe George, get, get George Grant to come back do a few games like they have been in the past. I think George Grant was going to do his couple games couple series but with the covid thing they they didn't yeah i i tell you what people used to complain about george grant all the time i would take george grant in a heartbeat over tom i don't think he's coming out of retirement though and i don't blame him no maybe for the few games for the few games yeah i think the reds should 
definitely go after a play-by-play guy for the TV. Um, and I think Jim Day's best role is on the sidelines and, uh, you know, reporting from yeah from yeah, outside the dugout. He obviously has that relationship with those players, right. too. You yeah. know, and they have fun with them, and it's whatever. And that's fine, you know, and he could host, like, Reds Live and all that stuff once we have fans and all that back in the stadium. I think that's I think that's his his groove, his his lane. You're right, he did improve his play by play, but that that was his that was his weakness, but I'm going to give him credit in that I never felt like listening to Jim Day that I was going to hear some diatribe <clears throat> about something stupid or you know, I wasn't going to hear that Schwarber was from Middletown 15 times. So I'll, I'm going to give Jim Day credit. Other, I mean, there's other problematic things with Jim Day, which we've hinted at before, but that's not really you know for a podcast. But I think he equated himself well, and like you said, Chris Welsh helped carry him when he needed it. Mm-hmm. And the the broadcast simply got better without Tom, and I'm glad Tom's gone. Me too. Go fuck yourself, Tom. You're the corn hog of the week. Again. He's he's the. We had to retire the corn hog Tom Brennan Memorial Corn Hog of the Week because I don't want that associated with him. We have to come up with something else for next year. We need, yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to about wrap up this edition of the Playoff Bound Cincinnati Reds Hunt for Reds October Podcast Edition episode thing. Paul, you got any final thoughts? Here's the thing, Coop. I'm going to enjoy these next three games because it's playoff baseball. It's a new season. And there's no asterisk on this season. There's, you know, this is a true season. And it happened. And the Reds finished above 500 and in a 60-game season. And um, the Reds are a fucking nightmare. Shout out to Joey Devato. I said Devado and, Joey Fox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to Sports Gallery, our host, and yep. Callie Sh- as well. Shout out to Callie. Go to the Sports Gallery, Cincy Sports Gallery, for all of your Scooter Jeanette needs. So, for my final thoughts, again, I agree with you that this is a legitimate playoffs. Every, every team had to face the same schedule and challenges so other than the the Cardinals not playing those two games which I still think they should have been able to make up because if they lost those two then you know the seating would have been different but Mm -hmm. that's not going to happen we're set in stone now the Braves are on deck and I'm excited Wednesday at noon there's going to be an electric atmosphere across the Queen City Across northern Kentucky, across a little bit of Indiana, <laughs> down to Nashville, over to the Carolinas and West Virginia. So I'm ready. I'm ready to be excited for the first time in a long time about sports. Polly, thanks for joining me tonight. Thank you. We're, we're hunting in, in October with the Reds. The hunt... 
has led to this moment. Get on board, you motherfuckers. The hunt is on. (laughs) (laughs) So, for Paul Ace's Coop saying, we will talk to you later. Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati.